Yo, 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 and welcome back to the Banter Boys podcast. My name is Sanji. With me is Ross. How you doing, boy? Welcome, welcome, welcome. This week, we had like summer weather in Canada. Like every day was like 20 plus degrees. The sun was out. There's like a singular cloud in the sky. It's like, it's amazing. I love it. Did you play football? No, we might play football tomorrow. So, yeah, fingers crossed. People, We get people. That's the biggest thing. We get people. And it doesn't snow tomorrow because it's Canada. <laughs> you never know. You'll like, yeah, yeah, you never know. I hope not. I don't think so. But, you know, yeah, you never kind of pretty unpredictable like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was your week? Week was good. Busy, busy. Uh, on like Wednesday or Thursday, I had to run. Have you done like the spaghetti and marshmallow challenge? The what? No, you gotta tell me about this. So basically, you have to build a spaghetti tower with that can sustain a piece of marshmallow. And yeah, like that's the challenge. So you have like like fifteen to twenty minutes. You have a bunch of spaghetti. You have tape and like you have a marshmallow and like string and stuff. And okay, like so it's obviously is... raw spaghetti, right? Yeah, it's raw spaghetti. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> raw spaghetti, uncooked spaghetti. Um, yeah, I don't. Th- I, every time I put the spaghetti down on the table for like the groups, I was like, "Don't eat this." And then I have to do the same for like the marshmallow. Like, don't eat the marshmallow. This is not for eating. So, yeah, no, that, I did that on Thursday night, went pretty well, you know, um, you know, like we didn't have any prizes to give out. It was just for this event that we were running at work. So, like, okay, all right, that went pretty well, you know, it's goes how it goes. I've done something similar in one of my engineering courses in undergrad. We had to basically also use like pasta, well, spaghetti or whatever, spaghetti sticks. Um, but it had to support like a metal weight of like two kilograms Ooh. or some shit it had to be some intense like designing wow. and i remember my group came second and the only reason we came second was because the group ahead of us ended up using hollow pasta so their design was lighter oh nice yeah. that's smart that's smart yeah the, yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. yeah it's this this is like it is like a stem challenge it is like a steam challenge uh there's like you know there's like stats and stuff this person does a whole ted talk on it uh kindergartners are one of the biggest like success stories like they are one of the highest like can get one of the highest structures and one of the lowest is like business school students and business school like recent graduates because like the the reasoning behind it is like they're trying to game the system and cheat and stuff and don't spend too much time building and like build like nothing and like they have statistically one of the shortest like structures that they build so yeah. Mm, interesting that sounds like fun yeah we might have to try yeah, it, it was, um it was... the banter boys you know so yeah, yeah, yeah. The best pasta out. structure <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but i'm gonna eat exactly. all the marshmallows just heads up <laughs> pretty much how's your week been uh okay i guess fantasy has been shit um i found out that basically half the at least half the people from the wedding ended up testing positive for covid so that's fun Oof. yeah mom and dad how are your parents doing I think mom mom definitely sent me like her COVID positive test or whatever. Um, yeah, my sister ended up in the hospital because uh, she oh had a small God. case of bronchitis as well. So everyone in my family is dying except me. So that's good, you know. Wow, wow, lucky <laughs> you, I guess. 
I got good genes. I don't know. Fantastic antibodies. Having COVID. Like, were you probably like, recently. were you masked up during the ceremony and stuff? Not at all. I was talking to everyone. <laughs> but you know what it was, though? It was that fifth drink. That was just it killing was all that of fifth the virus. Drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> See, that was that was basically the trick to all of it. You know, drink as yeah. much alcohol as possible, kill all the germs, all the viruses. That's how alcohol Essentially. works. Essentially, right? Yeah, yeah, that's how alcohol works. Yeah, basically. that's how your system works. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's okay. Uh, can't can't really complain, mate. I got tickets. I bought tickets to the um women's cup final, so I'm going on Sunday. Uh, oh, that's pretty cool. That's City. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I saw that. I saw that. That it's the Chelsea final again. That's really cool. That you know you've got two finals coming up this week. Yeah, um, yeah, so. yeah. One one I can't go to. One I can. One we won't win. One we definitely will. You know. Yeah. <laughs> one are both of them like right behind you? Uh, both of them at Wem- Wembley. Yeah, yeah, both of them are Wembley. So, I mean, I'm probably going to miss the Chelsea-Liverpool game. I've got plans during the day tomorrow. Um, But, I mean, I feel like I should watch it now. Fabinho's injured. We might have a chance. A small chance, I feel. Like I said, I think Tuchel's been hustling. Like, just like hustling all together. You know, this player's injured and that player's injured. You know, Kovacic is injured. All of these things. Like, you know... Like, let's be honest, bro. Like, you know, you guys are going to... We've always had such fantastic matchups that, like, you know... I feel like... I feel like for the last matchup, we should put a wager for this match. (laughs) If you're confident... If you feel some confidence in your team. I have zero confidence in my team right now, mates. Like, Lukaku's gone from being no one to, like, everything now. He's looked amazing in the last two games. But did you see his social media post? Yeah, I saw Fabrizio even <laughs> retweeted and shit like that. I don't know, yo. I don't even know what that's about. Like, non-Chelsea fans were, like, posting it in, in my footy groups. And, like, yo, what is Lukaku saying, bro? What is this about, bro? I'm like, I don't fucking is this know. About, like. is, this, is this pro-Chelsea? Is this anti-Chelsea? Like, is it, like, neutral Chelsea? Who knows? Bro, I don't know, bro. It's just Lukaku being Lukaku. Or uh, Lukaku. Yeah. Have you ever... Uh, have you seen this whole party I love of Lukaku? I love those I love those memes, bro. I don't even call him Lukaku. I just call him Lukaka. <laughs> uh, I think th- th- there is a guy that tries to imitate him, basically, right? Like his moments in games yeah. and stuff like that. He has a TikTok account mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Something yeah, exactly, like yeah. exactly. Yeah, and it goes... Because yeah, yeah, yeah. basically what it is, is that like... So it's the audio clip, the Lukaka audio clip is like this... These two kids, uh, they're interviewing each other and like one's asking who's the better player, player. So he goes like De Bruyne and he goes like, De, like between two players. And then like he goes and like De Bruyne or Lakaka and he goes like Lakaka. So that's, that's where they got the sound clip for Lakaka. And then this guy, like, you know, um, very, I guess, Lukaku type figure, you know, big, uh, darker skinned, you know, kind of baldish. And now it's like, just does like funny stuff and be like, yep, that's what exactly what Lukaku does. Yeah, 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 funny stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, going to final, I mean, 10 pounds, right? I've never been to Wembley. I feel like it was the perfect chance to take advantage yeah, of the yeah. opportunity. Yeah. So now I'll be part of that annoying crowd that walks out of Wembley and kills all the um, traffic, <laughs> basically. I mean, it's it's really it's really awesome that they're giving the women's final the same significance by having... I don't know if they've done it always at Wembley, but it's really good that they do do it at Wembley, right? Like, you know, and like, you know, obviously, uh, like, there is a difference in terms of, um, like, like, viewership in both the men's and the women's skins, but part of that kind of comes from, like, you know, you don't give them the same importance and things like having it at Wembley and stuff kind of holds things 
like kind of makes that a bit better. So that's good that they're having a, a Wembley and like hopefully it's a good game. You know, you should yeah. deserve some sort of like silverware this game this season. So <laughs> hopefully, I mean, uh, I think the women's team has now won the WWSL three years in a row now. Um, so yeah, they're doing big things at the at the moment, man, with Emma Hayes. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, so mm-hmm. big stuff though. Um, I don't think we got to discuss it last episode or episodes before that. Uh, Holland at Man City. I don't. Did we discuss yeah. it? Did we talk about it? I, I mean, it was it. essentially confirmed, but they confirmed it over the yeah. Uh, yeah. They can like the con- like the actual confirmation, like official confirmations from Manchester City and Dortmund came like this week. So. Eh. You know, now people can decide if he's a top three pick or he's a top five pick or where does he fall into the draft. Rough yeah. estimates. Where do you where are you getting him? Where where would you go for him? Like where, like top three, top five, top ten, top twelve. Like, so if you see his stats from the last uh, three seasons, he has in sixty six games. Uh, in 66 games, he has 61 goals and like 13 assists. So it's definitely more than a goal and assist a game, right? But in three seasons, you're playing 60 games instead of somewhere around 90 games. So you're missing like a third of the season every season with injury and stuff. And even now with like, apparently he's like playing through injury. So what, I don't know what rehab looks like. For when he does officially transfer to Manchester City on whenever the official, like, July 1st or whatever, whatever that day is, right? Like, what does, like, you know, I'm sure they're going to be like, no, you can't play. So, plus pep rotation and stuff like that. So, I think that just puts him outside of, like, top five, top six for me. If it was an injury concern, I would, I would draft him. I would see him as, like, a top five pick. Yeah. So okay. So you're gonna take Salah or Holland? Salah. Harry Kane or Holland? Harry Kane. Mm, Trent or Holland? Trent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I I agree with the points that you're saying. Like Pepperlette is a serious thing. Those injuries are a serious thing. But I mean, do you think there's any assets at Man City that might see a, a bump in value maybe now that they have a proper number nine to kind of aim for? I've got one in mind. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're going to name him. What? Jack Grealish. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It It's like, yeah, he's, I've, everyone's been kind of talking about how he's been the biggest flop of season, of this season, right? Like 100 million price tag and stuff like that. But like, it's contextualized, right? No one jumps into Pep's team in the first season. Like, very... Maybe if you're in, like, a defender, maybe it happens. But, like, like I think apart from Diaz and maybe Laporte, I don't think it happened. Like, you know, even for Cancelo, he didn't immediately go into that team. Like, you know. So, like, that's the only thing you have to kind of contextualize it with. So... Yeah, because I think, like, Grealish now drops from, like, a round one to, like, late round two, early round three pick, um, possibly, depending on, like, the size of the league that you're drafting. And I, I think he could be one of those value draft picks next season sort of thing, so. Apparently, Sterling is on his way out. And I know we got a question, but I saw it because I have Mars in one of my leagues. The fact that Mars didn't get any, like, he didn't get the starting position in any of the games. And I played him for specifically that reason. I was like, okay, if he didn't start in this one... He will start in the second one, but he didn't. So, 
like you know yeah it was a weird you week man for like starting players and all kind of stuff like that i mean end mm-hmm. of season it's mm-hmm. always weird like that rotation and stuff you never know what to expect like um exactly. that's the reason i benched mount like he was benched for the first game didn't even come on at all right and then came on and smashed it second game i think he put up 30 points alone in the second game so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's a very weird gamble to kind of take sort of thing so yeah um Speaking of Chelsea players, though, um, you know how you were really happy about me dropping Lukaku? <laughs> that yeah. did not work out well at all. At all, at all, But you at picked all. him back up, though. No, I actually dropped him in my playoff league. I dropped him and Pulisic oh. in my playoff league. The guy I was playing in the league grabbed him and basically matched me. But the league doesn't matter. It's, it's about playoffs, right? But the guy in the playoffs grabbed Pulisic and played him against me. So that wasn't fun. But in the the league fine. that is like, I was in first, but now second, um, uh, Gigi Andres. Uh, I picked up Lukaku, but I benched him because I was just afraid that he was going to shit the bed, right? Lukaku has been... I, w- I want to say doing fuck all for like majority of the season. And now that I've like kind of finally given up on him, he put up his highest score of the season. That's how fantasy yeah, usually works, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. But it was weird though. In the last, in those, what is it? Like two, three games, uh, he scored more goals he has than he has in the entire season or something. I, so. that, that would not surprise me. I don't know the exact numbers, but yeah, it's, um, it was a, it, it was interesting to see him like I mean even his goal against Leeds it looks like a guy full of confidence took his time under pressure had a proper finished it like maybe um you know after Kai let Yerimina get in his face and kind of affect him and you saw that immaturity when you know Havertz pushed Mina down maybe Tuchel was like all right well take a fucking bench now like <laughs> you you got to be yeah, serious you yeah. can't be doing like imagine yeah. him doing that in the cup final right. Like, let's say Verge uh, gets in his face or Matip gets in his face. I don't think those guys are, like, those sort of players or those characters, but the potential is there, right, for him to do like something Trent. stupid. Trent. Yeah, maybe Trent. Trent. Like, we saw that, we saw <laughs> that Trent in the kicks Carabao the ball, final, right? kicks the ball, you know, celebrating, and it hits Kai, and Kai loses the shit, and, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that moment, Trent would definitely get a yellow, but you don't know, like, you know, you don't know how, how you react, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, it's interesting. And even like Timo um, looked like he was going to finally break back into the squad. And then he kind of lost his place. And Pulisic grabbed it with both hands as well, right? So it's crazy with these top four teams, like how much rotation and depth there is. Like, which is maybe one of the strategies to have next season. Like, I, I saw one in one of my leagues, one of the guys uh, has a Man City stack, right? That's like six, seven players big. Um, I'm I'm almost tempted to try it next season. Like I know you have always been a fan of it. You want to grab as many Liverpool players as possible, right? And we saw Achim yeah. do it in the Banza Boys League and absolutely dominate, right? But there's gonna be a lot of risk in terms of trying to get those players, right? Because you might miss out on really really good players from other teams, right? Or you might have to trade your way into getting a good stack instead of settling for like a subpar mm-hmm. stack sort of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the, it'll be tough because like if you define Manchester City, uh, Liverpool, Chelsea, like you know, there's at least two or three first rounders from each team, maybe even more, right? So chances are like other people also want those players, so those players are probably gone by the time it's your turn again, right? You're not gonna get money in the third round, like you'd be like you know you maybe get shorter in this 
in the second in the late second round or something or maybe like early third round right so it's always one of those things where it's just like you know up in the air yeah for sure and i mean it's not always the case that in like let's say the top 10 or top 20 players um end of season it's going to be players from these teams alone right so if you're constantly aiming Mm -hmm. for like these top four teams you're going to miss out on the likes of let's say like a jared bowen a james ward prowse a rafinha an ivan tony even right coutinho Coutinho, Alan St. Maximin, yeah. these sort of guys, right? That is probably not the best in the league, but it's best of their team. And when you look at yeah. how the way this game works, it's just a trickle down of points of, let, let's say, 30, 40 maximum points. Unless you're Kevin De Bruyne and you put up 60 points, you know, scoring four goals yep. in a game. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah it, it's always a, a risk um, to, to kind of go for these stacks. But anyways, um, let's move on to the final talking point. Um, so there was this graphic that Robbie kind of tagged us in. Uh, shout out to you, Robbie P. Uh, love you, bro. Um, he, the Ramsdale drop off. I, I don't know if you happen mm-hmm. to see this that. graphic, right? That. Yeah. So I saw that. Yeah. Ramsdale was one of those players that I managed to grab early on as well. And when he was performing, he was smashing it. Right. I think in the first half of the season, or whatnot, he was nearly an eleven point one points per game or something like that player. Right. And then. The mm-hmm. drop-off was crazy. Like, um, I think from that thread that they were discussing, it, it, it dropped down to 4.1 points per start or something like that. And there were only two players that had bigger declines than that, which was Gallagher, which was... Like, you saw that, evidently, right? He was so, yeah. so good in the first half of the season. And second half, he just completely disappeared, right? And then uh, Brogia was another player that had a similar um, or worse decline, Um but I, I remember at one point when I saw the points kind of disappear for from Ramsdale, I was wondering, you know, should we should I have dropped him early on? Like, so that that's the thing. Like, I think that's one lesson to kind of take away from this season is that if you if you notice like some of your assets are in decline or whatever, maybe actually have the courage to maybe get rid of them not not just drop, drop them, them but yeah. trade them maybe right maybe you can sell that hey, he's been smashing it so on maybe he's had like a two or three game blip and then that's the time you kind of consider yeah yeah and like it's always tough to kind of like time those things right like i held on for players like rashford for way too long like you know yeah same like did not did not come through at all for me and like you know should have evidently been like you know okay i need to drop this I need to pick up someone else, you know, let someone else kind of like, you know, take the gamble with them because there were other players that could have grabbed from the free agent list, right? From the waiver wire. But that's, that's how it is, right? You can't time these things and you just have to be like strong on your convictions, right? So if you see that blip for a goalkeeper, there's always going to be more goalkeepers that you can kind of pick up from. It's the only, the thing that we saw this season in terms of players, was a lack of midfielders. So that's where you just have to be like, okay, I need to kind of make sure, like, I can maintain this good stack of, like, and that's where drafting players, like, you know, I know Rafinha is a midfielder in some leagues. Jared Bowen is a midfielder in some leagues. JWP is a midfielder. Same with Tim Maximan, right? Um, that's why these players are good, because, you know, they're always going to start, and they're the best players on their team, so they're going to get you those points. So... Like, that's why they might have more value compared to someone like, I don't know, like Bernardo Silva, who's had a fantastic season this year, but 
is starts like what 28 out of 38 games and plays a total of 34 games and stuff like that so um something to kind of consider when you are picking next season yeah and fantrax always does this reclassification every year as well right um yeah they so like who who knows if we end up with even fewer mids this time right um mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they've been they've, they've been a plethora of forwards like we've been spoiled for forwards this season i want to say yeah um yeah yeah okay sweet um all right russ i think we should do a social plug we've kind of rambled on mm-hmm. long enough yep so you can message us on twitter and instagram our handles at bantab on Discord in the DraftPL channel, BantaBoys, hashtag 6585, and on Reddit, U forward slash Banta underscore boys. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, YouTube, and much, much more, all under the name of Banta Boys. All right, so if this is your first time listening to the Banter Boys podcast, welcome. Uh, we chat everything Fantrax related. So typically how we run this podcast is in the first half, we have a bit of a data dump. We talk about scoring categories. Uh, we catch up in our leagues, any trades, moves that we made. Um, then we take a halftime pint. And then we have a second half where we run through some questions from fans on Twitter Um and then we round things off with FA slash waiver picks that are under 50% owned. And, you know, maybe they'll help you win your game week. So I think that's about it. Uh, shall we get started then? Sounds good. Aye, 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 aye. Fantasy. With the Banta Boys. <laughs> All right, so looking at the data dump for game week, well, double game week 36. So just uh, to note, there were a few double game week teams, um, Aston Villa, Liverpool, Leeds, Chelsea, Leicester, Norwich, Watford, Everton, Wolves, Man City, Spurs, and Arsenal. So if you hear any of the names from these clubs, you know, just understand that their stats might be a bit bumped up as opposed to the single game weekers. Because we have a few single game weekers in the stats. So you said, <laughs> oh? you, when you were introducing the teams, you said a few teams. It's basically all the teams. Bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like half the teams. I know. I know. I really need to redefine what few means. <laughs> Um, all right, so starting off with key passes. So the highest number of key passes recorded in this game week was seven by KDB. Then six key passes by Grealish, it will be Reese James and Sterling. Then five key passes by Castagne, uh, Keenan Dewsbury Hall, Luca Dean, Ericsson, Pedro Neto, Pulisic, and Son. And then four key passes by Neves Femenia from Watford. Gray from Everton, Pascal Gross, Lukaku, Sadio Mane, Gabriel Martinelli, Odegaard, Trossard, and Simikas. All right, thoughts, Russ? And just, I added some little key things in the notes. I tried to, I don't know, add symbolic keys. I mean, obviously, listeners can't see yeah. what the fuck we're talking about, but maybe you can kind of jump in and and pick out what, what what's there. Yeah, like, you know, things like, like Grealish only played around 90 minutes. I don't think he got the start in either game for that double game week, but I guess came off the bench for both games or what was it like? 
Started one, I think. I think it was like 115 yeah. minutes. So started one, came off the bench yeah. for the other one. Yeah, came off the other. Yeah, so nowhere near 190, 180 minutes. But you know, six key passes across one. Uh, it was great to finally like you know, uh, Sterling had a bit of a dip of form and he came back strong. Like what? Man City scored 10 goals in that previous two games. In two right? games. That's what happens when so, you knock them out of the Champions League, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like any. Any fan, anyone that was kind of talking about like, like oh, like will they dump? I was realistically like, no, like they're the best team in the world. Yes, they don't perform regularly in the Champions League, but like Champions League is way more luck dependent, and we know this. We've talked about this so much is that you can't win these tournaments without luck, right? And that's what Madrid had in on that day and on those couple of days, right? Like you know, so. Those things are way more kind of toss-ups, right? So those are just kind of things that you kind of notice. Like, you know, you've got, what, KDB, Grealish, Sterling, and... um Oh, it's weird that there's no, like, um like Cancelo or, like, Bernardo Silva on this. Yeah. That's yeah, kind yeah. of... Yeah. That was a little interesting yeah. to see. I mean, Cancelo shows up in one of the other categories. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But it, it's good to see, like... The likes of Ericsson, Pascal, Gross, and Trossard, who all had 90-minute games or, like, one game this game week, um, still show up with that many key passes. Like, Ericsson, man, if he stays at Brentford, he has to be, like, a round two or round three pick, right? Yeah, I think so. He would be in the similar category that you would put JWP and, like, Rafinha and St. Maximin in, right? Like, so, I, like, I know we missed him earlier, but I would put him in that same category in terms of, like, you know, easily your best player on that on that team and if it starts all games yeah yeah yeah. you know who's been also showing up a lot in these key passes it will be man he's really kind of popped up as a beast in the latter portion of the season uh playing in that like sort of number eight one of the number eights i want to say basically like feeding all the forward players right yeah and i guess now there's a bit more urgency to kind of get goals right like you have to be winning those matches to like stay up and like that's kind of where some of that urgency might be even kind of coming from to kind of we need more attacking players on the pitch because we need to win all these games yeah for sure by the way um Simicas, i think is the only no money is there okay i thought he was like the only liverpool player there you were mentioning last episode i think if Simicas doesn't start the first game you're still gonna start him because he might get the second game did you end up doing that i I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I was like, um, I got lucky, to be honest. Like, I honestly thought, I was like, okay, after that performance, you'd think, like, he, like, Klopp would bench, like, Trent in for the second, like, Aston Villa game and play Joe Gomez instead. And I was like, oh, I'm going to regret this because, like, Simicast is definitely going to start. Robbo looks super tired. He looks super tired against Spurs. Um, so, like, uh, and, like, came off, like, way earlier than when, like, you like know, 60 something. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I was like, okay, like, I'm going to regret this. And, like, he ended up getting, what, 13, 14 points? Yeah. Um, even with, like, one yellow card, too, across both games. So, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was... Yeah, interesting stuff. All right. Um, I think we can move on, though, to the next category, which is shots and how many of those were on target. 
So the highest number of shots recorded was 10 by two players, Harry Kane, who had four on target, and Lukaku, who had four on target. Uh, then eight shots attempted by both Cancelo and Jamie Vardy, who's having a party. Cancelo had one on target. Jamie Vardy had four of his eight on target. Then seven shots attempted by KDB, who had four on target, which was basically four goals. Um, yeah. Odegaard had five of his seven on target. Pulisic with one of his seven on target. And Tielemans with one of his seven on target. Then six shots attempted by Tibebe, who had zero on target. Luis Diaz, who had two on target. And Enketia, who had three of his six on target. And then, um, I don't know if we need to go through like the list of five. That's probably too long for listeners to, to absorb. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I mean, we can bring it up in discussion if anything. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, thoughts, like, thoughts no, on this? No, no sound out, but like, like out of the five ones, I would say the most like, like out of out their names is probably like Gilmore. Like, you know, yeah. why, is, why is Norwich taking five shots? And why are five of them belonging to the same, like, one player, right? Yeah. So that's yeah, probably yeah, the only yeah. one that really kind of stands out. Other ones are, like, your usual Mane, Ronaldo's, and whoever, right? Uh, for yeah. the other ones, like, you know, great to see Vardy back after injury and stuff. Like, yep. great to see him, like, kind of get a run in the team. You know, he's, like, what, the same age as Ronaldo, right? 36, 37 years old. So great to kind of see that. Um, and you're right. Like, things like Lukaku and Pulisic coming in a team and, like, performing, right? Getting goals uh you know it was that what was it the first game was a draw right the 2-2 draw against yeah against wolves yeah yeah Yeah. against wolves but like you um yeah leads have been kind of shit and they're probably going down and i should kind of retract my statement from last (laughs) week because i was like oh no they can't they shouldn't be going down but now you're right like they're definitely kind of going down and like chelsea took full advantage of that did you see the video of the leeds fans holding the ball in the stands uh this is chelsea like Yo, I'm, man, I'm sorry, but it's the stupidest horrible, thing man. ever. Like yeah. the team is losing and they're trying to hold the ball, and all you see is like Alonso just smirking, like when yeah. they zoomed in on yeah. his face. Like I don't know what Leeds fans are on about, man. First, like throwing shit at Rafinha and then like keeping the ball from him. Like they're really yeah. not trying to and, stay in this league, bro. And like the funniest part was like Alonso, like. As soon as he got the ball, he got the game going. He didn't even, like, try to do more time-wasting. He just got the game going. So, yep. like, the time-wasting is actually coming from, like, your own team. And it's like, it's, these fans, I don't get. You know what? Like, you know, your team came back into the Premier League after such a long time. And this, if this is how you treat it, then, like, like you shouldn't Go be back deserving down. to watch this team <laughs> playing yeah. in the Prem, right? So 100%. And, I mean, the likes of Rafinha is easily going to get poached. Like, no way is he going to stay oh. in that championship, bro. No, 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 no. Rafinha, possibly Jack Harrison, like Calvin you know, Phillips, Calvin maybe? Phillips, maybe. like yeah. yeah, yeah, like I feel like you know you get play- teams like Leicester and stuff trying to sign up players like Jack Harrison or Calvin Phillips even because like Tillemans might be on his way out and like team like Rafinha can easily go to one of the top teams in Europe, not necessarily just England, right? So. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, next category then. Um, yeah, because I, I think we're done with shots for now. I don't mm-hmm. know if there's anything else. Anyways, yeah, next category, Acker crosses into the box. Uh, f- the highest number was five by Alex Iwobi. Then four Acker crosses by TBB and Emerson Royale. And then three Acker crosses by Aitnuri, Castagne, Chiquinho, and Simekas. Thoughts, Ross? Trent. I want to know what, like, 
cross attempt versus actual like accuracy was because his crosses against Spurs were just like I hope someone gets on behind this ball right like there was no he yes four accurate crosses over two game weeks is he's is one of the higher numbers but like his crossing for like the Spurs game was really really bad it was just like cross and inshallah right (laughs) (laughs) cross and inshallah I wish we could make make, yeah. make that like the name of the pod, uh, Cross and Inshallah. Um, <laughs> yeah, precisely. But, <laughs> but yeah, that that that's uh, a little disheartening um, to hear because he he pops up in the shots, he pops up in the accurate crosses. And he's he's clearly trying, he's trying a lot. Yeah, and but like if you go back up, right? He's not propping up in the key passes. So these crosses aren't necessarily kind of creating chances, right? Like. Four would be on that list, but it's not. So, like, yeah, good point. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. things things to kind of like note out. So that's that was kind of so. You know what? Like that Spurs games, like Conte obviously knows what's the best way for like the low block for teams who like hold a lot of possession and have the build up teams like Man City and Liverpool and sometimes Chelsea and stuff, right? To kind of really like frustrate them and like you know. Whoever ends up winning the Premier League is probably City, but whoever ends up winning the Premier League will not have beaten Spurs in their home in at their home, and that's a crazy stat, right? That's a it's one of those things where like this he knows how to pick their number on the day of, so you know, like we did. I don't think we deserved up points for sometimes how we played. Like it was, yeah. it was a bad bad game. Ah, damn. All right. Um, let's move on to the final category, which is random extra shit. Um, it's not actually that random, though. Not 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 a lot to kind of discuss in this one. Uh, I the reason I put on dispossessions. Um, the highest number was seven. Uh, Harrison Jimenez, and this is the one that I really wanted to discuss was Salah. He's kind of dropped off the last few games, man. I want to say like was, last three games. Yeah. If you add up his points, it's maybe just under ten in total. Yeah, they I someone someone did the analysis of like pre Afghan and post Afghan and like similar number of like yes, he's been getting assists, but goals haven't necessarily been there. And you know, like everyone's saying that he's tired and like he should be given a rest and stuff like that, but it's like, you know, one of those things where, like, and uh, players like Salah and, like, you know, they're, like, Klopp himself are like, no, Salah's not tired. Like, you know, Salah's, so if Salah's tired, they'll bench him. And, like, obviously, Salah's the type of player that doesn't bench himself, right? He's not going to be like, I'm tired, please bench me, right? So, yes, he, obviously, he's had a lot of games. We've played the most number of games possible this season. And he played, like, a whole tournament <laughs> that got to, like, what? Did they get, they got the final, right? Yeah, and he no. was playing uh, yeah, like yeah, 120 yeah. minutes, like almost all the knockout exactly. games, right? So like he played what 80, 70, 75 something games like that. So you know, definitely yeah. not easy. Definitely not easy. So. Uh, so now, question for you: Who do you think is gonna win Golden Boot? Because I think Salah is leading by one at the moment. Twenty-two. Right? Yeah, no, no, he's leading by oh yeah, because Sun would have gotten that uh, that twenty-first goal against Arsenal last night. Um, so oof, that's yeah. a that's a tough one. He and all twenty one of those goals have been from open play. So that's yeah. that's 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 crazy. So yeah, let's bro. see, let's see. Maybe maybe this like like sun coming up is like you know puts a fire under Salah and gets him like goals against Southampton and goals against Wolves. But you know, let's see what happens. 
Yeah, because I think at the moment it is Salah with 22, uh, Son with mm-hmm. 21, Ronaldo with 18, who was my pick, I think, start of the season, uh, De Bruyne with 15, and yeah, there's there's a bunch of people on 15. But I think you look at the top three, it's between these guys for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, so the next random category thingy was uh, false committed. Uh, second highest, which was six by Iwobi. So like Iwobi pops up in the key passes, pops up in the um, Acker crosses in the box. Man's really trying to fight for Everton to stay up in the league, right? And it's probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's looking like that at the moment. It's looking like that. Yeah, it seems like, you know, Norwich, Watford are essentially confirmed if they're not yeah, actually they confirmed. Are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, probably Leeds, you know, yeah. they're they're they all they have a tough matchup against uh this week as well, right? Inform Brighton, yeah. Inform Brighton, yeah. There you go. So yeah, yeah. Oh well, that's how tough it goes, times, bro. <laughs> and then uh, highest number of offsides, a three by Lukaku. So uh, Lukaku's getting a lot of criticism early in the season, like he's not making the right runs, that sort of stuff. Like he's dropping deep, he just looks lost, sort of thing. So maybe now that he's gotten his chance, like I want to say maybe him scoring that penalty goal as well kind of gave him the confidence to be like, okay, you know what? Maybe I'm not as shit as people <laughs> say I am. Um, so maybe he's doing something right with those offsides. You never know. All right. Um, yeah. yeah. N- now I think what we'll do is move on to the next segment, which is the league updates. <laughs> Ross, we can start with you. How's things going in both the Banter Boys and the OG League? I know you re- you wrote like Ryan league up- league updates, but like he also lost his um, <laughs> Banter Boys game. That, just, that's why I just deleted it, it from the notes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I want to put it out there. Like, you know, he finished <laughs> higher than me in the league, but he also lost. I also lost in my in the Banter Boys league. That was my Bro, only the game top this four managers yeah. in that league lost. And right? we got it's not even like lost. We got wrecked, man. Like we got <laughs> wrecked, absolutely wrecked. I lost by like sixty something points. Um, you know, like all like I had one hundred and four, and my opponent had one hundred and seventy. Like I wasn't gonna come in. I wasn't gonna come close at all. Um, but so that was my only game. But like, so now that I'm out for that one, I can't make any moves because that's like it's kind of unfair. But for my OG league, I picked up Marcel, I picked up Lukman, and I dropped Tellez and I dropped Podence because now Podence might be out for the whole season. Yeah, not necessarily. Like that. he, he yeah. was, yeah. Uh, Tellez, I was like, you know, single game week, or not single, it's a blank game week. So can really kind of like you know drop him, and if I need to see if I can try to get him next, like if I do qualify, right? I need minutes, and Marcel, I was like, you know, could start over Aitnuri, you know, because of how bad they got destroyed against City. So yeah, let's see. Yeah, and they're playing Norwich, right? Um, easy enough game, I want to say. Like, I would think mm-hmm. Wolves would want to bounce back at this point, right? And the way you kind of probably want to look at it is a lot of these teams now in this game week, or maybe half of them, let's say, it's their final home fixture of of the season, yeah. right? So it's like yeah. party time. Like, let's end it on a high. The fans are going to be buzzing as well. Um, and yeah, so Wolves home game, it, it could play off, pay off, right? So... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was actually talking to Neeraj last night. He called me up, bring me up for some advice, you know, for some picks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like I know. I, I, <laughs> I, I honestly, like, I, I think 
I know that you basically run his team, and he listens to our uh, like podcast, and, I, and yeah, I'm sure he he'll listen yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And like, I need, like you know, he's asking me, he's putting all these questions, and I'm like, I wonder what advice Sanji will give him, and I'll be like, yeah, that's a Sanji pick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I'm assuming waivers went through, and uh, from what he told me, yeah. he's basically controlling the waiver pool because he's yeah. got all the yeah, fab yeah. in the league. Um, exactly. And he's just dropping bills, like one dollar bills, yeah. <laughs> yeah. dollar bills. So like know. he drops, he dropped he dropped Barnes uh, last week to pick up a player to pick up like Mikolenko and stuff. To and he dropped Sancho this week. You know, can pick him up next week if he does win and stuff like that. So uh, like you know, it's for him. It's an easy gamble. You know, like there's no the the only other side would be like you know next week. I you know and Sancho's out for the whole season, so. Um, so that, that doesn't even matter, but like, I would rather pick up Sancho because like, if he wins playoffs, he can retain a player and like his three players are Diaz, Mane and Sancho. And I'm saying I'm more leaning towards like, go pick up Sancho rather than Diaz or Mane. So you, you say that, right? And uh, there is one of the players I want play that he had in his roster that I'd say is worth keeping Reese James as well. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely right. Yeah. But out of those that you mentioned, I was talking to him last night and he was like, bro, I, I should keep Sancho, right? I'm like, bro, are you crazy? Like, Mane might leave. Like, put your Manchester United bias aside. Accept that your club is real shit at the moment. And I would probably keep Diaz because if Mane that's, leaves, that's the only, like... That's the two. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the two ones that I would kind of pick from is Diaz or Sancho. Only reason why I'm picking Sancho is like, yes, United have been shit. Sancho has still been playing really well. And every yeah. time he's come off the bench, yeah. he's he's been the only one that's kind of like, you know, helping them kind of progress the, like the play and stuff. And him and Ronaldo and De Gea have been your three good players. I don't want to say your best players, but they've been your only good players this season. Uh, and like Fred when he's fit. But that's about it. But the so, thing is, is that new manager coming in, you don't know how they're going to play. You don't know how they're going to set up. You've seen Diaz play. You've seen his basically like his yeah. audition. Yeah. And he's fucking smashed yeah. it, right? Um, exactly. And that's, if, that's if Mane was to leave, Diaz, that he's, yeah. he's most likely nailed, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, but that's so, the thing. Even I, if Mane isn't leaving, your our best front, our front three, are, which I would say is like Mane up top and Salah, Salah Diaz on the wings, right? So yeah, like yeah, I would I would say it's it's a question between Sancho and Diaz. You're yeah. right. Yeah, I wouldn't. If he does pick Diaz as the player to pick, he wouldn't be disappointed. That's that's all I'm yeah, saying. He would exactly. still get a yeah. lot of points in my yeah. in my opinion. But like, but you're again like you know, like I am removing my bias aside with how the last three four months have been with Diaz. He's been the most informed player. I would say Mane is a third on that list. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, arguably, he can even keep uh, Jesus as well, who might end yeah. up moving to Arsenal, and you would think is nailed. Should be, yeah. Should be, All right. right? So, yeah. yeah, okay, interesting, interesting. Um, okay, I think that's it. Is there any other updates from um, OG? Who are you playing this week, by the way? Zen. <laughs> nice. Are you, are you yeah. confident? You think you'll go through like- no, like Zen had way more points than me last week. Uh, even though yeah. I didn't have to play, like I didn't really set my team and stuff. Like Sterling was on my bench, and he had like fifty points or something. So, yeah. like, let's see. Like playoffs are such a coin toss, right? So you never know who kind of comes up. Like, like we saw in this league, 
all top four got smashed like yeah. lost their games yeah. against like you know the bottom four so yeah and i mean it, four to in eight. O- yeah and in og you guys only look at the single fixtures right in the double game week yeah. i'm curious yeah. though like had you done that like i don't know if you want to calculate it for like next episode if you only consider the single games like would the results still have stood the same i would have still, <laughs> still lost safe so. yeah okay yeah fair enough all right, cool. Um, so now let's move across to uh, the Banter Boys uh, teams. Uh, so looking at the DPL Community League, uh, the Triad Triad League, uh, we had a loss versus Andres, um, 157 to 147, which kind of sucks because he had three goals and four assists versus my just three assists. So my team put up a lot of ghost points. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- I have no fucking clue why I played Hanley or Brownhill and benched both Lukaku and Mount. Like, again, it was it was pure fear at that point right i wasn't sure what to expect from lukaku mount did start the first game yeah it, it sucked because now i've dropped down um into second place i'm like i think one point behind robbie so now me finishing first is out of my hands i need results to go my way but i also have to win the rest of my games and i'm going up against third place this week who has the likes of harry kane son diaz coutinho um Mari Cash. Yeah. It's it's not looking too too promising. Because we play with double game week fixtures as well, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna need a miracle. We'll see what happens. Um there were a couple of moves that did happen though in this league, and I kinda wanna quickly discuss them. So one of the trades that went on, I think, before this game week happened was uh Diaz um, oh, not Diaz, uh, Douglas Louise, sorry, for Tommy Yasu. What are your thoughts on that? Who wins that one? Tommy Yasu. Oh, actually, oh, I don't know. I was going to, my initial thought was like, oh, yeah, Tommy Yasu plays well, but like Arsenal haven't been playing well, or they've been like kind of all over the place, right? They're beating Chelsea, they're being United, but like, you know, losing to Spurs. So, like, yeah. they've been, and like, that was a big game for them because if they had they won that game, they would have essentially confirmed their top four kind of battle, right? But now yeah, Spurs yeah, are yeah, just yeah. one point behind, right? Yeah, so yeah. you're still you're still kind of bringing it to that last day. Any slip up by Arsenal, you know, Arsenal, uh, Tottenham can kind of sneak back in. So for this one, that's a kind. Of, Louise hasn't been putting up the same number of points that he was initially. Like he's not on really on set pieces, but I feel like now with like. Jacob Ramsey out, he might be a bit more adventurous kind of going forward. But Aston Villa don't have anything to play for apart from getting Liverpool to win the Premier League. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one job, guys. Uh, come on. Just one job. Come yeah. on. One job. So um, I think Luis Diaz just next. Not Luis Diaz, Douglas Luis. Why am I saying do it? Because I said it Dewey. first. You wrote, yeah, yeah, there you go. I was like, because you wrote Dweez here. Yeah, and I was D- like, Douglas yeah. plus Louise equals Dweez. Yeah. Right? Dweez, yeah. Quick mass. Yeah. yeah. Or Diaz. Um, yeah, it, like, I, I th- I'm worried about Arsenal, honestly, because I, I think they could actually drop something in this game versus Newcastle. Newcastle's last home game. Uh, Gabriel is out with a hamstring injury, possibly. No um, holding. Ben White isn't like a hundred percent fit. I want to say, so I'm I'm quite worried for um for them. Uh, like I spoke to an Arsenal fan as well, and he was saying he was kind of disappointed that Arteta 
went into this game a bit too gung-ho. Like, they were ready to attack. They didn't respect the opponent. Um, and they got fucked for it, in a sense. Like, he was wondering why didn't they go in with a back five, right? Because other teams have done that against players, and they've kind of managed the situation. Like, yes, okay, winning the game seals you, seals you top four, but maybe don't try to lose the game, you know? If you didn't lose the game, you draw or whatever, you at least maintain that gap of, you know, four points, right? Which is a lot point, easier to yeah, manage yeah. over two games versus one point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it, and it, you're right about Aston Villa as well. Nothing to play for, right? So, who knows? I think, I think um, what's this guy? Uh, Ramsey is uh, training or he's fit or whatever, so he might get a game. But it wouldn't surprise me if Gerard rotates massively for the next three games. I think he's just trying to find different combinations for his players right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so another trade I want to discuss. Um, Anthony Gordon for Edward and Mina. Now, this trade kind of brought up a bit of discussion in our league as well because uh, the owner of Anthony Gordon was 10th out of 12th, so basically playing for nothing. And the owner of Edward plus Mina is in 4th, so definitely playing for the title still. Um, There was a bit of discussion around, you know, maybe locking off trades after game week 35. So when it goes into, like, playoffs or final game, uh, three games of the season, just to not provide that, you know advantage for managers that have something to play for versus nothing to play for sort of thing. I mean, we've had that issue in our OG league. Like, Zane likes fucking shit up <laughs> all the time when he has nothing to play for. Uh, love you, Zane, if you listen to this pod. Um, but yeah, what, what are your thoughts about this whole trading situation and also the trade in general? Yeah, I mean, yes, you want to play on, like, mutual benef- benefits, right? But, like, if someone is last and has nothing to play for... Right, so, so I'll give you, I'll give you a really good example from our league. So me and Orba were trading because I was like, Orba, give me like fab money, and then I'll give you a player and stuff like that. At this point, I th- honestly thought he was still in like contention to kind of, uh, like for playoffs and stuff. But like he was essentially out. Like he was like he had to win all his games, and Zen had to lose all his games, or Neeraj had to lose all his games for it to happen. So like it was one of those things where like. Then it was like, okay, cool. Like, I thought if he was still in the running and then, yeah, I would have, like, kind of gone through the trade. But the fact that he wasn't running for the, in the running for the playoffs, or it would have been extenuating circumstances on which he would have qualified for playoffs, like, would have been, like, you know, um, so it's, you're essentially out. So then I'm like, hey, give me your money. Here's this advantage that you can do to, like, finish eighth or whatever. And I'm, you know, trying to like, you know, because I had already sealed my spot for playoffs. So I'm obviously kind of like thinking forward, be like, you know, need to get fab money so I can play bid on players like Harvey Barnes or Neeraj doesn't drop too many players or pick up too many players and like kind of have that freedom and stuff or like give that same freedom to myself. So obviously that deal was protested and stuff like that. And fair enough. So yeah, like I agree. Like if you're essentially out or if you have nothing to play for, then you don't have a say in like current league transactions that you shouldn't, if you don't have like a Sacco thing or whatever, then you, I guess you shouldn't even really like, like picking and dropping up players either. So. Yeah. 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 yeah, Exactly. Um, what about the trade in general? Would you do that? Sounds like a weird trade though. Like I don't like <laughs> right? two for one trades. I, like it just sounds weird. Like, okay, cool. Like Anthony Gordon has been in form ish, right? Like he gets ghost points. He's yeah. been starting. So Edward Pasmina is also like weird because I'm like, but okay, cool. Like Edward 
like you know Crystal Palace isn't really playing for any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and Crystal Palace isn't really playing for anything. So yeah, and Yeremina's injured. <laughs> like so. Oh yeah. Okay. There you go. So I was like, you're literally just like, that's a kind of a duplicitous trade. It's sus, bro. Mad sus. <clears throat> like I flagged yeah. it immediately, but I think it comes on to majority vote, right? So democracy. <laughs> All right. Um, so the moves that I made in this league as well, um, I don't know if I had updated it um, because waivers had gone through today. So let me quickly go through um, the players that I had gotten in this one. <clears throat> so I managed to waver in uh, Danny Welbeck, Nabi Keita, and Joel Veltman, and I dropped off Suarez. Uh, Grant Hanley and Granite Jacker. Um, uh, other few things to note as well is that I managed to uh, grab uh, Callum Wilson because I saw he was on the bench. So I thought, you know, maybe he might have he might get a start last game of the season. You never know, right? Or even the game against Arsenal. He got a shot on target, I think, in his 21-minute cameo. Um, mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. Man City, was it? He came off the bench for? Something like that? I think so. Yeah, Man City. Yeah, yeah Man City yeah, 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 yeah. first game, yeah. Um, I grabbed the likes of Lukaku as well, um, although I didn't play him. So, w- w- any thoughts about the moves that I made? Um, I guess, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, like, I get Wilson sounds like a player that is, it's a risk, but it's like if you have the spot on your team, because at this point, you're also trying to go for, like, you know, because you play with double game week, so you're trying to yeah. go for double games. Or you're going for players who you know will start, right? So even like so we were having this discussion, right? Lukaku is a player that if you don't have a substitute on your bench, how are you like how, like you know, either Lukaku starts or he doesn't. So yeah. you have to have either two Chelsea players or make sure there's a Chelsea player from the free agent list that you can quickly grab, like, you know, dropping someone like Lukaku or whoever, right? If he doesn't start. So that's like you would go up until the end of like because the game week starts on sunday but ends on thursday so you would go up until thursday and wait till and you know what if something happens in the fa cup match so what if like lukaku gets sent off or lukaku gets injured right obviously the semi the final for the fa cup is way before like when the game week starts anyways but it's that's a bit of a gray area is that if lukaku doesn't start and you have him starting on your team and that and there's no one else to kind of pick from or substitute from then you're kind of screwed so something yes. to keep in mind of hopefully yeah. he does start yeah. i think he i think he will start barring any injury or like uh like behavior or like pro, or like getting sent off or something but just something to kind of be aware of for other chelsea players players like reese james and players like mason mount and players like Werner and stuff like that is that like it starting them it will be a bit of a risk because if you don't have anyone to drop then you're kind of screwed when the last game kind of comes up and there's no one else to kind of come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, currently the way I have it set up is that I've got Lukaku starting and Mason Mount on the bench. I'd assume at least one of those guys starts, right? Yes, I hope. hopefully. Because I'm assuming Mason Mount starts in the FA Cup final. Yeah, yeah. And Lukaku with the form should start in the FA Cup final, but with this like social media post, I don't know how Tuchel responds to it because it's like a weird, vague, yeah. who is it directed to? Yeah. 
two goals and no no nonsense type of like coach, right? So yeah, um, it, it was weird. That that's a very good point. So I guess maybe not leave that position until Thursday. Then you're you're thinking maybe yeah. just take the starting players um and run with that. Yeah, I I would. Especially the only way I would risk it is. Lukaku has the potential to put up 20-30 points, whereas other players might not. And if you're down by 20-30 points, then you, like, risk that Lukaku pick rather than, like, someone like... I don't know. Like, because uh, you have, like, Keda and stuff as well. Like, mm. Keda might not get 20-30 points, but mm. Lukaku might. So, yeah. if you're... Because then that's one of the last games before, like, the double games kind of start anyways. So, also something to kind of factor out. Yeah, well, the reason I kind of punted on Keita as well is because Southampton's on the beach pretty much. They're conceding goals for fun, I want to say. Um, and you guys really need to win the game, right? Um, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, see, yeah. how, see how the FA Cup goes, right? If he doesn't start, he gets a rest. Maybe he starts in the league game sort of thing, right? So... Yeah. I don't know. It's one one to kind of monitor, probably. All right. Um. Let's quickly move on, though. Um. International Genie League. Um. So I didn't realize until Robbie reminded me that um the knockouts right now that I'm in it's semifinals, first leg, second leg. Like I thought I lost first leg. I was like, oh, GG, life over. Um. Never mm-hmm, playing fantasy mm-hmm. again. <laughs> like, cause like I again I told you in this league like I dropped Kaku and Pulisic and it, it came and bit me back in the ass, but. Um, my loss was 192-155, um, and it, it was, it wasn't too bad, uh, I mean, I, again, I made silly decisions in here, I benched Luka Dean and Davies, because I was afraid of the second game for Luka Dean, I thought Liverpool would smash it, but he played really, really well, still put up great ghosties, um, and same with Davies, he performed really, really well against, uh, Arsenal, and that was also yeah. the game that I was afraid for, right, but you can't predict, mm-hmm. you know, Arsenal going down to 10 men, you know, shitting the bed, that sort of thing, maybe, it's Arsenal, right, you never know, <laughs> um, yeah. but, uh, I'm I'm hoping that you know I can kind of turn things around in this one because I managed to pick up uh like I I did a bit of swapping around like Romero Xhaka holding all out uh because the injuries red cards that sort of shit um and brought in Coleman who's a double gaming player Chambers who's a double gaming player but is playing out of position so you never know he might get two games it's kind of risky with all this rotation at Villa mm-hmm. and then Angola Conte mm-hmm. right um because in that uh league um I think my Chelsea stack is like. Like um, Thiago Silva, Aspilicueta, um, Kovacic, and Conte, right? And I know you're talking about the Thursday game, but I think surely one of those four players are gonna start, well, right? Kovacic is injured, right? So no, you he just trained have today. To kind of monitor- he trained today, man. You trained today, yeah. Okay, yeah so yeah. like he's not really mind games, bro. He's, <laughs> he's injured. Yeah, told you, bro. Told you, mind games, man. He's full hustling, man. Tuchel is full hustling Liverpool for the. Uh, for the FA Cup final, so yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. yes, definitely, definitely, you'd get at least one of those players starting. Yeah, like you know, those are kind of pretty like rotationally nailed on players. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay. Um. Finally, perfect eleven. Ryan's not here, but he moved backwards, thirty first to thirty third. Um. I I promised him we'd look at this two game weeks in a row because our progress looks a lot better, always in the direction he's heading. Um, But I managed to go from 15th to 15th. So, you know, we're doing fantastic. Um, So that's about it for the first half. I think we will take our break now, uh, take our halftime pint, and we will see you in a bit. Yep. 
And we are back. All right, so now weather's gotten warmer. Um, what's the first thing you're going to do other than play footy? Be outside. <laughs> like, so, like, play, play football. So, um, last summer, I learned, I, I tried to pick up tennis. And I, and I got, like, nice. you know, I built some, some like, kind of, ap- like, you know, a- aptitude in it. So, like, see if I can kind of play a bit more that, like, you know, honestly, like, you know, play sports outside. Like, gas prices are so high, so you can't even do, like, road trips and stuff. Like, as spontaneous as you would have been able to in the last couple of years. So, that's that's kind of the way you can do, like, you know, get four people, go on, like, a short trip. You know, you never know. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 true. Um, I'm applying for my visitor's visa, by the way, so I might see you in a few weeks. Hopefully. Fingers crossed, right? Yeah, I hope yeah. Justin Trudeau, <laughs> Hopefully if you're listening to this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, give him a visitor visa, bro. Like, he doesn't want to stay in your country. He's gone on record saying it multiple times. You know, he hates Canada's weather, but he loves Canada. And so. its people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 He loves you, but doesn't like the environment. So. Yeah, basically. Or your rules and regulations. Um, <laughs> okay, so we've got a bunch of questions to get through now. Um, thank you for everyone that sent these in. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun discussing it. So, Ross, uh, let's jump right in. Yeah, so first question we have from at Funk Fletch. What were you thinking when you saw Riyad Mahrez wasn't in the 11 for both games of massive double game week? So this is the guy that I'm playing and in the playoffs. Oh, okay. <laughs> and who's going to start two times in double game week 37? So I don't know if we should... Do you want to highlight the teams? Like, <laughs> Do you want to highlight the teams at least for yeah uh the so double game weeks we we can run through them um uh team by team so let's start off with everton right um who are the players that you think are gonna be nailed for that one richarlison gordon it will be and from the defenders i think mikolenko and like obviously jordan pickford um i wouldn't pick up like i don't know like cbs might be more nailed on but like they're cbs right so yeah. unless they're getting goals and clean sheets, which if you can like, if like be sure of, then like then like pick them up. But like Mikulenko, Gordon, Richarlison would be my top three. Uh, it will be might might or might not get rotated, but like if he like you know plays like 60, 70 minutes in both games, that's still six. That's still one hundred forty minutes. And uh, who was my last one? Pickford. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Goalies rarely get changed. Coleman, right? captain yeah captain i guess about coma's coma's points have been like on and off right so that's why but, i put mikulenko above him yeah what about um michael Keane? given the injury to yarimina the uncertainty about godfrey yeah that's like that's what i mean right like like center backs mm. unless like um unless it's you're kind of confirming like a goal or a clean sheet, then the, then like unless you were kind of offshore, like Everton will get a goal or a clean sheet, uh, and Michael Keane will be like one of those players, then like then you can kind of like be a bit more like sure on picking them up. But CBs, I'm gonna kind of generally kind of sway away from from like Everton, right? Like you're not like a Van Dyke, Ruben Diaz type of player. 
Okay, what about this pick? Or oh, is it too risky? Uh, he scored 8.5 versus Watford. 7 points versus Leicester. 10 points versus Leicester as well. Because, um, you know, making up for doubles and all that. Fabian Delph. Yeah, I saw that. But Delph had the like the red flag beside his name on franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little broken red flag, yeah. right? So as you like to yeah, yeah. <laughs> point out those details. Um, yeah, so maybe he, he does have a bit of a muscle injury or whatnot. Um, so he probably missed the Brentford game. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to point out that uh, he kind of did pop up as a bit of an asset over the last few game weeks. All right, uh, so the next team that is doubling is Crystal Palace. Well, Zaha. Yeah. Gallagher so. still. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, yeah Gallagher still. Um, hmm. I want to say, like, like not only say, like, Edward, like, it's one of those things where sometimes when they come off the bench, they still get points, which yeah. is, like, you know, yeah. still pretty good. So, might be worth for a start and some points off the bench for the second game, right? Um... Other players like James McArthur is one of those players that's oh, like he's, just he's like, oh actually my God, got like, broken red flag. James McArthur. He does have a broken red flag still. So yeah, okay, man. all right. So maybe Schlupp um, gets uh, some minutes instead, right? Schlupp, yeah, Eze, Gallagher, yeah. those guys. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. Um, I I think the centre backs are fairly nailed. Guehi, Anderson. Um, I'm a bit unsure Mitchell? on the fullbacks. Yeah, that's the thing though. Like Mitchell, he's been in and out with injury. Joel Ward has kind of deputized for him. Maybe Klein is more nailed than both of these guys. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, like yeah, where they're playing, they're playing Arsenal. So they are playing no. Aston Villa away, first, Aston Villa, and then Everton away. Yeah. And I mean, Everything not even away, their yeah. keeper is nailed, bro. Like, uh, the man's been rotating uh, Butland and uh, Guaita. So even that that one's yeah. a bit of a weird position. Yeah, and like you said um, just now, it's like those front players could easily rotate. He could start Benteke for all you for all you know. And if mm-hmm, Benteke mm-hmm. starts, you grab him, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ariel, he's, he's Ariel like beast. a, you know... Aerial beast, right? He gets you ghost points, 10 points in, like, aerials alone, so... Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so the next team is Aston Villa. Uh, who do you think gets the most minutes or most of the minutes, etc.? Ollie Watkins. How many minutes did uh, Ings get? He didn't train, Does I he? heard. Yeah, yeah, I heard oh, he didn't train, oh. but he's, like, in consideration or whatever. He's got a yeah, solid yeah, red yeah. flag, you know? <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Um, Ings then? Like, I don't know how yeah. he did. Cause, uh, I want to say that. Yeah, like, Villa, Ings played, like, both games, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, over, yeah. It looks really uh, sharp. The last game week. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, Ings. Then, like, if Ollie Watkins is actually injured, then, like, Buendia gets more game time. Buendia's and Coutinho show, get yeah. more game time. Yeah. And, like, like you know, McGinn, Luca Dean yeah. are, like, easy shots as well. Matty Cash. Mighty Cash, yeah. Ty- Tyrone yeah. Mings. Um, yeah. Martinez. Emmy Martinez, right? Um, yeah. But, like, yeah. Callum Chambers. Risky. Like, he puts up decent points. Yeah, he, he puts up yeah. decent points, right? Yeah. Uh, like, if he is out, if Ollie Watkins is out, then, like, Traore might get some game time. Maybe, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not sure if he'll get both, but he'll get some minutes. Yeah. yeah. And finally, Leicester. 
So this this one is probably the hardest one to predict because of the size of their squad, right? Um, you Brendan is saying you know he wants to end the season on a high or whatever, but I think he's high more than anything. Um, <laughs> so their best their front best front three is Matters, Vardy, and Barnes. I would agree. Yeah, I'd agree. I would say out of those three, Matters and Barnes get the get the most minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the reasons why I played, why I picked up Lookman on like, you know, maybe Lookman gets the first game and not the second game. And because in my league, we are only counting the first game, right? So that's why I kind of picked up Lookman to kind of like play off that. Um, so like, you know, something kind of notes because Barnes started last game. So maybe he might get like some time off. Be yeah, and Barnes is finally giving like attacking returns again, right? He got yeah, two assists yeah. last game. Um, Ricardo um, Pereira with a broken Tielemitz. red flag, and Fofana yeah. with a solid red flag. So, oh yeah, sorry, you're talking about Tielemans though. Um, Tielemans, sorry, I completely also, jumped their midfield. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Tielemans is the only one that really stands out, to be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keenan Dewsbury, like even. Oh yes, actually no, never mind. Yeah, because he was one of the highest points getters. Uh, like before this double game week, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, mo- moving back to the defense, uh, Ricardo Pereira, broken red flag, Fofana, Pun intended. Red flag. <laughs> hey, I was gonna make the <laughs> joke, but I'm glad that you picked up on it. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, so maybe you think. Like, I, I really hope Serenche doesn't get a game and Amarty doesn't. But I think maybe the fullbacks are probably more nailed than the centre-backs, which is weird to say. So, James Justin has been in my team for a while, but he's not getting any game time. Uh, he's getting it every now and then. But when he does get it, he fucking yeah. smashes it. That's that's what I mean. Like, that's the only reason why I've kept him. Because for the last few game weeks, I've, I don't have a reason to kind of put out a squad. So, I'm picking up players kind of for this game week. So, I really hope for the first game he gets game time. Because then I'm like, I'm, I don't need you. I'm going to drop you. and But, like, Castanier is nailed on. And I guess their other option is Luke Thomas. Because if Ricardo Pereira is out, he's out, right? So, yeah, you know, but the the thing is, is I, I don't think Luke has played for a while. Like, his last game was on May 1st. And then before that, April okay. 17th. So, yeah. it, it's been a little And what about James Justin? So James Justin, I feel like he started the last game, bro, against uh, Norwich, didn't he? He played on May eleventh. Yeah, he got eighteen okay. points. Okay. So, All right. Okay. So I know he was out for a little bit, like with like yeah. random knocks and shoulder dislocations and shit like that. But um, I think he's nailed. I didn't. Ch- I didn't check my team then, so I didn't check my. I didn't have a reason to check my score, so, <laughs> so I didn't is, see. This is what happens when you're a champion, bro. You know, you ain't yeah, get shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is why yeah. I'm losing so that's on good. purpose. I'm just trying to yeah. keep it interesting yeah. and involved. You know, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Um. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think that those are the um players that we think will start. Um. So he was asking, mm-hmm. what did I think when Mars was starting? I was so happy, so thankful for everything that was good and green on this earth. Then Phil Foden came off the bench and got a fucking goal. So I was very upset. So it didn't matter in the end, you know. Um, And he had like a, he had a massive Chelsea, uh, Man City stack, sorry. I think he had Zinchenko. I think he had Cancelo. I think he had Ederson. Like who who the hell did this guy not have sort of thing? Um, 
I'm just glad that City don't have a double this game week. And honestly, if City were to drop points at any point in the season, it could be versus West Ham, man. Like, their backline exactly. looks That's a little the only shaky game. at yeah. the moment. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they scored and then Wolves scored immediately. Like, so, here's here's what I told and I said it in the podcast and Nears kind of picked it up. Is that, like, Ferdinandinho is obviously their weakest link if he kind of plays CB, right? Yeah. And when he came off in the second half, that possession stat was like 80 something, 90 something to like whatever Newcastle's possession, right? So they didn't even get a, Newcastle didn't even get a chance to like attack Fernandinho because like Man City didn't even get the ball, like give away the ball. So like, you know, that's one way of playing, you know, make it so boring that like your team doesn't have a chance, your opposition <laughs> doesn't have a chance to yeah. attack you. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> Um, all right, Fletch. Uh, thanks so much for the question. Um, good luck in the second half, but not really. Um, okay, next next question. <laughs> Would you? So next question we have is from Dominique Heller. Would you rather next year Harry Kane on United or Holland on City? I don't think Kane is gonna go to United, Newcastle United, right? That's that's who he means. Yeah, definitely not Manchester United. Yeah, yeah, West Ham United. Oh yeah, yeah, obviously, right? Um, but Harry Kane on Spurs definitely for Holland over City, and we talked about this, right? It's that injury concern that has me because next year I can pick for one of my leagues as my number one pick because that's that's one of the rules that that's one of the perks that we get. So I can pick number one and like have the chance to kind of pick anyone. And in that moment, you know, my top three right now are. Salah, De Bruyne, and not Son. My top, my third one is Harry Kane, actually. So, like, interesting. Maybe interesting. Trent. Maybe, maybe Trent. If I, yeah, if I'm kind maybe. of feeling it, if I'm no. kind of feeling it, but yeah, I would say KDB number one. Like, yeah. he's always been number one, but he's even more so number one with like someone to kind of provide <laughs> all the assists. That's to. that's true. That's true. That's true. But I don't know. Salah is Salah, bro. Like that's yeah. my that's where my bias comes in. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know if I get another chance to kind of pick up a Liverpool player. So Salah is Salah. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I mean, listen, fa- you gotta sometimes put that fan bias aside, man. You go for the points. Go this for the season, honestly, apart from Trent, I don't have in my OG league, I didn't have any other Liverpool. Consistently I didn't have any other Liverpool player. I had Thiago for a time. I'd pick up like Maybe like Henderson and stuff like that, but like not really, right? So in terms of like consistent players, I was very non-dependent on Liverpool this year, and I won my league. So, yeah. I, <laughs> so I yeah, don't know. Fair enough, you know. But Atchem Atchem had a huge Liverpool stack, and he I, won his league too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it can work both ways, Ben. Honestly, I I still think you can draft like shit and still win your league. Hundred percent, hundred percent, right? So. Just be on it, man. Yeah. Just be on it. All right. Um. Yeah. Thanks so much for your question, Dom. Uh, we'll go on to the next one. Next question we have from Oli Cobb Charalambus. I'm sorry. I'll get him to like voice note his, his pronunciation of his last yeah. name and I'll send it to you. Because <laughs> I, I see his name on our... I see his name on our... Uh, like on our DMs all the time, but like yeah. I've never like really like paid attention to it. And now that I'm reading out, I'm just like, oh, oh my god, okay, all right. Uh, sorry for if that. Sorry for kind of butchering that. But his question is, which club is best for Ericsson 
as a footballer and as a fantasy footballer? Uh, Brentford. Yeah, Brentford. Yeah, like, I don't like like I don't I don't think he goes anywhere right now. Like he's playing with his um Norwegian teammates. No, sorry, not Danish, Norwegian, Danish teammates. <laughs> Danish teammates. You know, uh, like Thomas Frank is also Danish, right? <clears throat> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like you know, like you know. Uh, a Danish version of wolves is <laughs> yeah. basically what's happening over there. So yeah, yeah I, I think I think he just feels more home. Yeah, and I I just think he gets more responsibility there. He's gonna be like the main man there as well. This is getting competition from other um, players or other squads. Let's say playing for multiple competitions like Europe and all that sort mm-hmm. of jazz, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it it, it just uh, it, like it bumps up Brentford's value a lot more. You saw like even Ivan Tony thrived a lot from it. Their centre backs have become proper attacking threats now as well, right? Um, mm-hmm. Even more mm-hmm. so than before. So I I yeah, I would love for Ericsson to stay at Brentford. Like I think Brentford can be a bit of a dark horse team next season. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. thank you so much for your question, Ollie. Next question we have from Jacob Stevenson. Who were your unsung heroes in your squads through the season? Solid, consistent picks who weren't top value but seemed to stick about each week. I'll let so, you go first. So I, I don't know if um, many people know this. So if you go onto the team roster page on Fantrax and then... At the top, you can see like just under you know the filters for like year to date or dates or whatever or game week filters. There's these um, categories uh, in the stats type: uh, Premier League, Fantasy Team, and Full Fantasy Team. So if you click Full Fantasy Team, you can actually see every single player that you've owned throughout the season and how they've performed for you in in the season, right? So. You can also like arrange this by like let's say minutes or how many points they put up, etc. So, I mean, if if I was to do that right now, real quick, and Ross, you can you can probably do it on your end as well. Can you can you walk can you walk me through it again? <laughs> so stats. So you go into team roster page and you're looking at full fantasy team. There's a there should be something clickable saying full fantasy team. I don't know if you, you can do it on mobile. Uh, I'm doing it right now on the web browser. Yeah, mate, you're gonna have to okay, switch right. <laughs> switch devices real quick. Um, well, Fantrax got a huge update, so like you know, uh, everyone was like, "Whoa, this looks funky with all the extra colors and stuff." Did they Guess actually? Not. I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, they got a they got a uh, a skin upgrade. Yeah. Oh, scene. Okay. Um. All right. Well, when I'm arranging it by, like, let's say, total points, I would say one of the stalwarts was Ramsdale, right? When I picked him up, he was smashing it for me. Um, I want to say for a good 2,000 minutes of my season, right? That's around, let's say, 25, 26 games, something like that. Um, another player that I, I don't know if it, it's like, I, like actually answering his question in terms of um well i guess it was unsung hero james ward prowse man i need to get a james ward prowse shirt like and jacob's the guy who's actually a southampton fan as well i dm'd him and i'm like bro i need to get a ward prowse shirt like he's basically like helped me dominate the season right um bukayo saka was another player that uh remember when i did that trade so early on uh saka fasar um yeah i want to say he was an unsung hero ivan tony another unsung hero for me 
Um, I remember when I had like a Tomoyasu Tierney double up in defense with Ramsdale. They kept smashing it for me every time. Like Arsenal kept like they kept a good amount of clean sheets um, throughout the season, right? Uh, like. 10 9 or 10 clean sheets something like that um at one point chris wood was putting up a lot of aerials for me um elunusi was another bit of a sneaky pick that kind of filled in um when i had players that were missing um for starting starting spots alex awobi in the latter end of the season really um came through for me uh but like yeah, going back to like stand-in performers, I, I think that's about it from one of my leagues. Um, I can switch over to another league and see who's over there. Um, so I've kind of just arranged this by like total points scored, right? Versus like minutes played. Because you could have owned a player for like the entire season, like Rashford, but he did fuck all, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So um, when, I, when I look at like my other league, uh, total points for... So, in this league, I also had uh, Ramsdale, right? So, again, he was a solid keeper. And he's not even the keeper that I started off my season with, right? I just... Because I think it was Leno who started the season for Arsenal, was doing real shit, got dropped, and Ramsdale came in. Um, But, yeah, in the same league, like, uh, Ward-Prowse, Ivan Tonia, again. I started the season with Andros Townsend. He was smashing it until he got injured and they changed managers and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Ben Davies was a solid pick as well throughout my season. Um, I want to say Thiago Silva as well put up a good amount of points for a while while he was starting and stuff like that. Um, but I I think that's about it. Everyone like I would have like you know grabbed uh at late points of the season or just to kind of fill gaps and stuff like that. Um, what about for you, Russ? Okay, so main star of my team is definitely. Trent. Yeah, but same same like I, in my leagues. Like, <laughs> like honestly, like Bukayo Saka is a top twenty pick. Easily. And I got him in like the third round or the fourth round or something. So like super happy about Oh actually no, I got this one through a trade. So super happy about that. Um Serge, Sir uh, like Regulon, he is honestly as a I'm sure like Spurs fans would kind of call him out as like, you know, being one of the worst on their team, but as a fantasy asset, he came so like clutch, right? Like uh, looking at just his key passes, twenty-seven key passes as like a fullback, right? And he played twenty-three games, so like something to kind of note. Uh, Ethan Pinnock, you know, is one yeah, of those picks yeah. where like you, you see how you see how Brentford did in the first season, uh, in the first game, and you pick up whoever isn't picked up yet, right? So Ethan yeah. Pinnock was that for me. Uh, and I think Ryan kind of picked him up. So I was like, ooh, okay, all right, I'll pick him up in this league. So, uh, that one, it went <laughs> yeah. through there. Um, Ruben Neves, before he got injured, was yeah. just killing it, man. Like, and I, after he got injured, I dropped him and yeah, he's come back and he looks pretty good. Like, he had what, four, like, you know, four key passes this past double game week or something. But before he got injured, Ruben Neves was killing it and he finally came through. Like, you know, we had that hype for him in, like, the yeah. first season he came through. And, yeah. Sanji, you picked him up and you were so disappointed. Yeah. But this season, I feel like he's come through significantly. So, I was really kind of happy about that. Uh, Anthony Gordon recently, like, when you shouted out him a couple of times and saw that he was free in my league, I picked him up. Uh, I was able to time Josh King's performance. Yeah. So, picked him up as he was performing and then dropped him at, like, you know, maybe a game after he was kind of, like... Kind of put it down. 
So uh, Telus also kind of part of that as well. So put up points, um, put up points like you know consistently. Even like when they got smashed against Arsenal, he still put up like six, seven, eight points, which is kind of good to see. Douglas Luiz, I remember I got him for some of that time where he was like just killing it, like you know just getting ghost points, getting key passes and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. Uh, like I dropped. Joseph Willick before his resurgence in form and like we had this whole decision and you gave me a lot of shit for it I remember so recently <laughs> I would say Ruben Loftus-Cheek has one that's really kind of come up for me consistently like 9 to 12 points without any goals or assists and like I think last game week he got a goal assist he got an assist or something right so yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. against against Leeds so good to see so I'm like, yeah, like, you know, pretty happy with that. So can you quickly pull up your draft results from from both leagues? And maybe we can just kind of look at uh, the players that you drafted at the start of the season um, who turned out to be value as well from from that lot as well. Um, so if I, if I quickly look at mine. Um, so in one of my leagues, I think I drafted in the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh pick, right? Um, I would have gotten, let's see, Ivan Tony fourth round, I think is an amazing pick being seventh pick. Um, if I go a bit further down, um, hmm, uh, Antonio Rudiger in the 11th round, right? I think that mm-hmm. I mean he mm-hmm. wasn't he wasn't smashing out of the park, but Chelsea kept a lot of clean sheets, which basically meant he was getting like ten points every game, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, Hugo Lloris as my keeper to start the season. Um, he started the season with three clean sheets, right? So yeah, started really really hot as well to get him in fifteenth round. Like I thought was a little surprising because we know how managers like to go for players quite early. And in the other league, um, I believe I was the eleventh pick. Um, so Ivan Tony third round, uh, again, I thought was a great, uh, pickup, uh, who else? Maybe as Piliqueta seventh round for part of the season, he was smashing it. Uh, Andrews Townsend in the ninth round, he was smashing it while he was fit as well. Like I had mentioned, uh, who else was there? I think, I think that's about it. What about for you? Um, so I drafted Jack Harrison, but I dropped him before he picked up form and, like, you know, regret that immediately. What round was that? Um, third round. Mm, so, okay. in terms of how we did afterwards, yes, I feel like third round is kind of appropriate. But for those few uh, early games, like, third round was, was like, way too early, uh, like yeah. a risky pick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, guess what round? And I didn't talk about him in the in my like kind of like you know players who kind of game good like so, those sort of stuff. So Pablo Fornells, guess what round I drafted him in? Eighth round. Thirteen. Holy shit! That is value, bro. Yeah, yeah, That's that is value. value for yeah, yeah. So uh, I drafted um, Ruben Neves eleven. So this is my uh, eleven to thirteen. 11, uh, I drafted Ruben Neves. 12, I drafted Timothy Castagne. And 13, I drafted Pablo Fornells. Solid. So, yeah. Solid. Yeah. 
uh, in my other league, um, yep. it's too much to kind of get to it. But I don't worry about that league. <laughs> I, I already won that league once. I'm okay with it. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for your question, Jacob. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Yes. Let's move on to the next question. So next question we have uh, is from... Oh, my God. Google. Okay. Fundalski. Um, either or question. Neto or Mane this week with the caveat being... If you choose Mane and he doesn't start, you have Keda. Mane, right? I don't know. Like, Neto's playing Norwich. But, yeah, Neto's playing Norwich, right? That's, but, like, that's the reason why I would kind of give Neto maybe some of that, like, heads up. Yeah, but Wolves that, have nothing to play for, bro. Yeah, know. but they're playing Norwich. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean you're right. On 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 paper, yeah, money. On paper, yeah, it's money. And the fact that you have backup, I don't know if Keita would put up the same points as Neto. Mm. But you know, Neto might not even start, but he probably will. But yeah, like you know, also something kind of like check. So yeah, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, I I'd, I'd still always back the team that that has something to play for. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, next question. Next, thanks for asking, Fandalski. Uh, next question is from Robbie P. And we talked about like you know our draft and like who we picked. He's asking, can you rate your best and worst uh, draft picks and why? His worst is your worst is <laughs> <Yeah>. Baran. <laughs> and, um, uh, I yeah did, and he's asking, can uh, Saka and Shaka? outscore and Katia and Davies and I don't know if they did because that game happened so yeah I think I think this was in reference to my matchup with uh Andres because we went into the North London Derby at like I think one point difference or something like that and we basically had two players to play each and Mm -hmm. I I don't know if you look at like the scores like in the double game week can they outscore because i think in the double game week davies um plus and ketia was around 44 points if i can do math correctly and then jaka mm-hmm. and saka was 19 points so no um yeah. they cannot outscore which which sucks yeah <laughs> um but- yeah and uh best and worst draft picks yeah so i mean we kind of went through best picks so we can definitely go through the worst picks um so worst picks marcus rashford fifth round same uh i got marcus rashford much later but um yeah like to marcus rashford and i'll give and i'll give this other one jimenez fifth fourth fifth round yeah Jimenez was a disappointment this season I also got like Jimenez fairly early in in one of my leagues I think like my third round pick or something like that uh Varane was my seventh round pick definitely too early I think um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh this is another really garbage one El Ghazi ninth round oh yeah that yeah honestly like how do you predict those things where like you know like he just like you know just like Flats out, like, you know, just loses his spot. And when he does play, has, like, maybe one good performance. And that's about it. So, yeah. But I will go through my really disappointing other draft picks. So, uh, Raul Jimenez, fourth. Obama Yang, fifth. 
<laughs> James Rodriguez six, and I remember oh, you giving man. me so much shit for it. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, but still, but I was really hopeful on that. Yeah. But yeah. no, because you're you you told me in that round I could have picked Jared Bowen. Oh, you silly, 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 silly man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Marcus Rashard eighth. Uh, Serge, uh, Serge was okay, and Didi, I didn't really do anything, and like the rest, Ferran Torres, I picked up, but he got injured really early on. So yeah, I got Ferran in like my tenth round. Yeah, I don't, well, I mean, can you really predict yeah. that? Like, starts off the season with like yeah. a hat trick, gets a season-ending injury, and then Barcelona. Yeah, so <laughs> how do, and how then do Barcelona. Even, yeah, how do you even like yeah. rate that yeah. shit, bro? But you know what? I finished first in this league, so yeah. Yeah. we've talked about this a billion times. It's not about how you draft. It's about what you do with like your waiver wire picks and your yeah. active, like your activeness in your league. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, another another terrible pick was uh, Deli Ali fifth round for me. But again, how do you predict going so well during preseason? Manager getting fired, and then transferring to a club where you never play again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's how it goes. I mean, in that uh, league, like uh, I sold Deli Ali and Fab. I think, yeah, I think Deli Ali and Fab, and I got Lukaku, some shit like that. I did some wellness mm-hmm. I don't know, to get Lukaku. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that kind of answers it, though. Thanks for your question, Robbie. Enjoy first while it lasts, buddy. <laughs> uh, last question we have from Draft Hash. Hope I'm not too late. Busy laughing at Arsenal. How are you guys? doing how are you guys doing going into the last couple of game weeks who has been your best fantasy player of the year from your teams salah does not count um i mean well yeah we kind of touch on it massively you're going into like your semi-finals you got knocked out of one league i'm in semi-finals for one trailing by like 40 points uh trying to fight for my league title right now right um in the other one but yeah. um yeah uh best player of the season i think for me has to be james ward prowse i think honestly yeah either him or ivan tony like if you're going for like players that like like not Salah level not ta level sort of thing or even saka man i that's that's what i was gonna say like saka everyone no one would have drafted in the first couple rounds but he has probably been he has definitely been arsenal's best player and like you know like you know has Put up what? How many goals and assists does he have? Does he's nearing twenty, right? Like he has like fifteen goals and like four assists or something, or like thirteen yeah. goals and five assists. Yeah, something so, like that, right? Right now, he's the ninth best player in the game, and he's yeah. got uh, eleven goals and eight assists. Yeah, there you go. He's almost at twenty. Yeah. So and like what? Yeah, he's one away from twenty, and that would be a great season. And no one would have drafted him in the first couple of rounds. So, like, if I go back to ours, our league, he went, um, it's going to be weird to kind of pick him out in this. He went. Just control uh, fine, bro. I know who picked him up. I know who picked him up. Yeah. He went, he the, went fifth. Yeah, he went in the fourth round for both of my leagues, which is really late, I want to say, right? Based on how season yeah. is. Emil Smith Rowe went before him. That's madness. Uh, I'm sure Obama yeah, went so before like, him, right? I, like yeah, I picked him up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, actually no, he went after Obama Yang went after. So yeah, there you go. Um, 
So yeah, like I would say Saka, like you know, not including Trent Saka in terms of where his ADP was, is definitely my best fantasy player. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, okay, sweet. Uh, that's all the questions, though. Thank you so much, peeps, for sending those in. Had a lot of fun running through those. But now we'll move on to our final segment, which is the FA slash waiver picks. <laughs> So for this segment, mm-hmm. we usually list players that are under 50% owned because we think you have an easier chance to grab them and hopefully they can help you, you know, get that win in the final stage of the season when it truly, truly matters. All right, Russ, um, yeah. you take home teams, I'll take away teams. Uh, and then when we get to like the double gaming fixtures, we'll just kind of discuss, see what we think is going to happen sort of thing, right? So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So first game is Spurs versus Burnley. Uh, I have, we have highlighted Bentecourt, 25%, Sessegnon, 13%. And I don't know, like Sanji, I know you put in Sanchez, but like Sanji, it's like Sanchez doesn't start regularly though, but... Um, Romero got that like, broken red does. flag, bro. Oh, everyone's just been getting <laughs> injured over this past couple bro, of days, man. People I've gotta go to the beach, kind of man. Out of it. It's summer. Yeah, yeah. So then, yeah, Sanchez then definitely does kind of slot in to that um that's third center back so i saw ben me has a broken red flag but in the notes it says that he's training and running on grass again like i know tarkowski came off injured like they really really need um you know to get something out of his last few games right kind of or for leads to lose their games so if ben me maybe Mm -hmm. is back would you risk starting him against spears and aston villa because that's my pick at 40 percent but but Benmi, but Burnley would also be a type of team that like defensively matches up in the sense like they can do the low block, they can do what Tottenham was doing to like City and yeah. Liverpool. Yeah, I, like so I wouldn't that's the think only they would go in a time. Them. I kind of see. So I don't know. Yeah, not 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 as much as like you know they other teams would. Yeah, and, and Ben Mee, I think, gets ghosties even when they concede. Basically puts his body on the line, blocks shots, all that sort of jazz, right? So maybe he could be a sneaky pick for this double game week. Mm-hmm, hmm So next match we have is Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace. Uh, Aston Villa, I've highlighted Calm Chambers, 13%. Konza, 28%. So it's literally whoever's just kind of pairing up with Tyrone Mings. And maybe, like, if... Ollie Watkins is out. Bertrand Traore gets the nod to kind of start. So, yeah, I mean, there, there might be some kids knocking around as well, right? That we haven't mentioned. That's gonna get some game time, but we can't suggest them if we don't have the data. Um, so at Crystal Palace, a few players. Edward forty-two percent owned, but I worry about like the rotation for like that front three. Um, who knows, like, Benteke could get game and stuff like that. I think Jeffrey Schlepp at 11% is worth a shout, though. Even Will Hughes at 3% owned because of MacArthur's injury. Um, they're going to need someone to kind of sit as that, like, defensive midfielder but kind of help around with, like, the dirty work. Uh, because I don't think Kuyate has gotten his spot back. And Milo is pretty much, I want to say, <laughs> benched all the time, right? So, yeah, I'll go with those guys. Um, next game. Next game we have is Leeds versus Brighton. So for Leeds, we have Cooper, 39%, and Lorente, 8%. Um, didn't Lorente have a flag? Um, no? Did he? I can't remember. Let me quick, quickly check. 
Lorente. Lorente has no flag. No flag. Okay. All right. Um, so that's for Leeds. Yeah, I, I think th- that's a... Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's weird though. Like, I'm not sure what to expect because they have to win the game. They have to score. But Brighton's playing so well. Yeah. Right? And they're at home. So maybe like like Leeds is at home. So maybe, maybe they don't want to play with, with their, like, you know, they don't want to play in front of their fans. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I mean, okay, if you think Brighton, though, who, which is like a team in form, is going to get someone from this game, then Danny Welbeck, 20% owned. He's looked great since he's come back, making runs um, behind the line. And, like, Leeds is probably going to leave space behind, right? Um, even Kaishiro has, after we um, shouted him in the previous few episodes, at 9% owned, he scored his first goal, I think, against Manchester United. I mean, everyone scores against Manchester United now. <laughs> um, and Veltman at 31% owned. Um, I think definitely with some shouts. So next game. Yeah. Next game we have is Watford versus Leicester. Um, I personally didn't want to recommend anyone. Much like, you know, Watford is going down. But Sanji, you put in Messina at 1%. Yes, I saw his numbers and his numbers recently have looked good. But, you know, if Brandon Rogers does want to end up on a high... Would you really want to put in a defender, especially probably one not. that's already relegated? Yeah, probably yeah? not. Yeah, this is probably like one of those handy picks. Hey, just don't risk yeah. it. Yeah, don't risk it. All right. Um. So at Leicester, a few defensive picks. If you think Watford is basically not gonna score or do anything, um, Fofana forty six percent owned, Justin thirty two percent owned, Evans sixteen percent owned. I think I'd lean towards yeah. Justin then Evans and Fofana. In that order. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if like Fofana has a flag. Yeah. I think Fofana had a flag. Yeah. Like a solid flag. Yeah, yeah. That's what we talked about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you never know. Um, Next game we have is West Ham versus Manchester City. Uh, Fabianski, 46%. There are other defenders like like Craig Dawson, even though he had a flag, he's under 50%. Uh, ben Johnson, also under 50%, might kind of get the start. Uh, But like. Man City have scored 10 goals in the last two games, right? They're on a mission. They want to be like, no, screw you. We cannot. Uh, <laughs> you shall like, not we, pass. Like, yeah, we lost in the... Yeah, you shall not pass us. Whatever, right? Like, they they want to win the Premier League for sure. With, like, and KDB in such kind of high form. Uh, Lanzini, 34% owned. If he does get the kind of start over one of the other attacking... I don't know if anyone else is injured from that, like, attacking four, that attacking three. But it's honestly just, like... Between Ben Rama and Lanzini, who kind of get the start, right? Bowen, Antonio, and Fornals are more nailed on. Yeah, I th- I think they started like they dropped Suchek for that game versus Norwich, so they basically put up another attacker. So I think that's why they kind of like all their numbers were kind of boosted as on again. You're playing Norwich, right? So you're probably gonna end up you're scoring Norwich. assisting. Yeah. The, yeah. the only reason I kind of suggested Lanzini in the notes was because City's defensive. Um, situation is mm-hmm. not looking too good at the moment, right? And if Nathan Ake yeah, is playing yeah, with yeah. Fernandinho, like, I feel like West Ham can get something in their last home game of the season. Yeah, because Laporte also has a flag. Yeah, Laporte got some knee knock or something and came off his as well, right? So, yeah. Yeah, so... yeah, It's like fucking six flags up in it, bro. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Nathan Ake, 35% uh, though, is my suggestion. But again, um... 
I don't really like Ake as a pick if, like, Laporte isn't playing, if Diaz isn't playing, because he's not fantastic at the ghost points. So if he concedes, he's not going to really do much. So maybe just be cautious if you're, you know, wanting to punt on that or you're playing your other city uh, defensive assets. Like, I'd most likely play Cancelo or Zinchenko because they get ghosties. But, like, Edison, I'd probably gamble on a different goalkeeper this game week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so next game that we have is Wolves versus Norwich. So for Wolves, Chiquinho, 4%. Uh, Huang Ki-chan, 23%. Trinkau, 31%. It's a matter of like kind of who starts uh, between them. Cause like, you know, uh, I don't think all three of them start, but like, you know, Neto might start, Jimenez might start, and it might be one of these or it might be two of these and like Neto. So kind of see, uh, who kind of starts kind of go for it. I think you can probably gra- grab any of them when the lineups come out. So, and then you have Johnny, 36%, Marcel, 21%. Marcel might get the nod over, what's his face, uh, Ait Nuri. So, just something to kind of keep an eye out for Wolves. Yeah, and Norwich, just save yourself the pain. Don't do it. Just don't bother. Um, maybe play Pookie because Wolves keeps conceding goals these days, but don't bother, honestly. Yeah, we can just move on, man. Yeah. Yeah, next game we have is Everton versus Brentford. So for Everton, Michaelenko, 40%. It will be 43%. Coleman, 38%. And Holgate, 16%. Three of these are defenders. So I feel like if I were to rank one, it would be, it will be as my number one. And then kind of like, you know, pick your choice from like the other three. If you think they can like keep a clean sheet against Brentford. Everton also have to win, by the way, because like they are in a relegation battle. So. Something to play for. Yeah, I, I mean, like Everton, two home games as well. Their home form has been really solid over the their like their last four home games. They've scored four and only conceded once, right? Winning ten points mm-hmm. in that period as well. So that's why I'm like thinking you can afford to, if you gotta back anyone, back them maybe, right? Um, from yeah. a defensive point of view. Um, so for Brentford. The reason I'm going to suggest like defensive assets, Araya 32% owned and Ayer or Ajer at 12% owned is because Everton struggled to score against Watford, man. So you'd think that Brentford's a better team than Watford, right? And at this point, Everton will take any points that they can get, right? Just don't lose the game sort of situation, yeah. right? So Yeah. And Pinnock is out for game week 37. So yeah. Um, so more ghosties so for Ajer and Ayer, uh, Jansen yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. All right, next game. Next game, we have Newcastle versus Arsenal. Uh, Callum Wilson, 48%. Dan Byrne, 43%. And Dubravka, 14%. Callum Wilson is like, hopefully he gets at least one start before the season ends. But you also like, okay, let's kind of see what happens, right? So... Yeah, because he's coming back from like a really, really long injury as well, right? Um, mm-hmm. So maybe you maybe gamble on the last game of the season, which is against Burnley away. Um, if you have nothing to lose and you want to just, you know, have a little fun sort of thing. Um, yeah. So from Arsenal, no one under 50% owned. Like, I don't know. I didn't know who to suggest, honestly. Like, I, I really worry for how they're going to end the season. I feel like Spurs are going to pip yeah. that top four position, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so n- next game we have is Southampton versus Liverpool. Romeo, 34%. He was benched in the last game. So I think might just be kind of resting up and Forster, 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, Foster, I think, is just going to get a bunch of saves. <laughs> That's why I kind of threw him in there. Um, because Liverpool have to win this game, right? If they want any chance of maintaining that quadruple dream. Um Maybe they rotate after the FA Cup final, right? So that's why I'm going to suggest the likes of Konate, 46% owned. Gomez, 23% owned. Um, even maybe Milner or Keita uh, at 5% and 30% owned, respectively. Because Fabinho's out with an injury, they there is a midfield spot open, right? So maybe one of these guys gets a chance. And Southampton have been conceding goals for fun lately, right? Um, I think in yeah. their last six games or something, they've conceded... 15 goals? Yeah, that sounds about right. Oof. Yeah. Oof. yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch yeah. them beat Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Classic. Classic fantasy right there. All right, so now we're going to jump into the double gaming fixtures. And let's just quickly chat about how we think these might go. So Everton versus Crystal Palace. What do you see here? I see an Everton win. Like, as much as I want to... Crystal Palace don't have to play anything... Play for anything. Everton are trying to kind of stay up. And if they win this, they're essentially saving their spot from like, you know, they're essentially saving themselves from relegation. So these two game weeks, yeah, Everton, I see winning this like a 1-0 sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, Crystal Palace's away form hasn't been as good as their home form, right? And again, you kind of want to back the team that has something to play for, right? Um, so maybe Everton, you know, squeaks a win here. I'd also have to back them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Next mm -hmm. game is Aston Villa versus Burnley. Uh, what do you think is going to happen here? So Steven Gerrard's obviously going to rest all his players for the Man City game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but same idea, right? Burnley still are trying to like survive. Aston Villa are just trying to like, and however, right, depending on how, what the mentality Steven Gerrard wants to kind of put them on, how he wants the season to end. So I just, I see a draw. I see like a 1-1 or something, like, you know, simple draw. Burnley, a, a, a draw by Burnley also kind of like hopefully secures their spot too, right? So. Yeah, but they're surely going to draw against Spurs, right? It's Spurs, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a weird one because I mean, we saw the other day like Burnley are conceding a lot of shots, right? So they could easily throw the sink of this and lose heavily as well. You never, you never know what to expect from this one. So, but yeah, I, I would, I would agree with you. I think Burnley fighting for something, maybe get something out of it, right? So could be a close game, maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, all right, and the final game is Chelsea versus Leicester. So, Chelsea, this is actually their first game of the game week, right? So, we've got some assets to suggest. Yeah, so Chaloba, 34%, and Ruben Loftus-Cheek, 43%. But, however, keep an eye out on, like, who starts in the FA Cup and who might get, like, sent off or, like, you know, gets injured during that game. And, like... Do you really want to risk your fantasy team up till this last game where if, for example, Mason Mount doesn't start, do you risk dropping Mason Mount? If it's a, like a, like, a, you know, make it or break it sort of situation. We talked about this earlier with Lukaku is that like, you know, do you risk playing Lukaku right till the end? And, but what if he doesn't start and like you're kind of screwed altogether, right? So if you can like try to secure for the earlier games, but if not, then like, yeah, I feel like RLC would be one of the players that starts. Um, Thiago Silva, uh, sorry. 
Yeah, RLC starts. Rudiger starts. Um, I honestly don't know who else kind of starts from that starting eleven. Sanjay. Um, Kovacic, Conte, possible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it, watch, watch, watch the FA Cup final. I'd say, but I agree. It's probably smarter not to risk waiting on this game. Honestly. Um. Yeah. It it, it could be a massive risk that might not pay off sort of thing um and Mm -hmm. for Leicester like uh, I mean see the assets that we suggested before and whatnot but how do you think this game will go I think it is um I don't know if it's the last home game for Chelsea no it's not because we play at home versus Watford which could be carnage to be honest um so I'm not sure how to how to see this one um no no team really playing for anything it's kind of a exhibition game I want to say right yeah, I would say it's like a two-two. <laughs> just, just Across. goals, just entertainment, pure just entertainment. Goals, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you, yeah. Know, it could be a nil-nil. You know, <laughs> like they just, they just but they a, pass the ball yeah. around. You know, so it's leaning, leaning towards a draw for sure. Yeah, um, beca- because I want to say like Chelsea can seal top four with a win in their next two games, possibly. Right, I don't think they're gonna slip. Well, out. they only have two. They, they only have two games left, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but as in, like, yeah. Spurs are on sixty-five, right? And um, we're on seventy points. Uh, yeah. Spurs is on sixty-five. Arsenal's on sixty-four. So we still need like a win, right? We can still possibly drop out of that yeah. top four. Yeah, you possibly can. Yeah, and you like it had Arsenal won, it would have been a bit more urgency to kind of get a win here. But now with the four points difference, I think like even like a draw kind of helps Chelsea out. So yeah, and I mean if if this whole like Europa Conference League or stuff is like you know it gives a I think is the seventh place team or something wins it. I mean Leicester can still fight for some European football in a sense, right? Um, because they are on 45 points i think and they're sitting 10th or something like that um brighton and wolves ahead of them so i mean if if brendan really wants to end the season on a high he's gonna try and get some points out of these last few games to finish a bit higher right so you never know yeah Mm -hmm. yep all right um so those are the picks that's the suggestions that's the podcast that's everything 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 um so what's up, buddy? How how are you feeling going into the final last part of this Man, season? I'm like low You okay? I'm like low-key nervous. Yeah, low-key nervous. I'm, I'm like full key nervous. Because like, bro. you know. <laughs> so for me, it's like, you know, I've chatted so much shit that like now it's like if I don't win, it's like, oh my god, like, you know. Um like I don't like if I'd lose and I don't make it to the finals, at least it's like a bit like, you know, I chatted so much shit and now it's all gonna like, you know. Uh, get banged, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. As yeah, yeah. Sir Sir Jimmy J- James Vardy says, yeah. chat shit get banged. Yeah. So, um, that's yeah, that's I'm honestly for the prem. It was always a stretch for us, and the fact that we brought it so close to like push, like you know, push Man City and stuff like that. I hope we like kind of focus up for the two finals that we have coming up. But for the prem, you know, yeah, it would have been great to kind of win the quadruple, but I don't. I think. It's a like as as much as I kind of joke around with like you know City winning the last like losing the last two games and Liverpool winning and winning it. I think it's a stretch and like City just showed their last two games on like bro chill. We're still Manchester City. We're at least 
top dogs in the Prem, if not in Europe, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, season's been long, man. Honestly, I'm kind of ready it for has. it to end. It has. As well. Ready for a little summer break. Um, so we can yeah, yeah. go back to the drawing board, figure out what worked, what didn't work, lessons learned, that sort of thing. So, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, I think on that note, we will sign off. Um, and we will see you guys back. Um, with another episode. Um, I think the next game week uh also starts on a Sunday. Right. Yeah, um, and all games at the same time. So. All games at the same time. Yeah. So, it will be our second to last pot maybe for the season. I think. Right. Yeah. Because we'll do a, we'll so. do a season. We do like a um, final review. Yeah, final review. We might have a guest or two. Yeah. Make like a big group pod. I don't know. Have a little bit of fun or something like that. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Um, yeah. bro, I'll catch you on the next episode then. Yep. Good luck. Best of luck. Thanks. Smash it. Peace. Peace.